from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. And welcome in Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number two, right here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Come on out and see us. Real easy to find. Best way to do it is Google it. <laughs> Get you a map here because one of the roads has got a little closure on it, and it'll divert you around. Let's do a quick shot right over here, and you can hang out with us. If you're you going to register up a team, get in here and start doing some shooting. Bring quick collect shot. three of your buddies and come on. You can quick, do that. Quick shot coffee. I don't know about that. You quick shot me? coffee. <laughs> I don't know. He said I it's got a, a quick pa- shot. Yeah, it's a quick shot. All right. Uh, during the break, I was walking around and talking to my good friend Dave, who's sitting at the table with us, and he said, you know, I was listening to – he was the one that actually sent me uh, a copy of the proposals for the slot limit or the uh, – restrictions for the trout and he said i got a better idea this well you know why he sent that to you because dave hates catch trout oh and he's retired now so he has plenty of time to go give them first hand feedback Nah, he hates trout yeah i hate trout good morning dave (laughs) good morning (laughs) (laughs) yeah trout's bad for you throw them all back oh yeah nobody (laughs) wants us nobody likes to eat trout yeah actually people i run into a handful I what? said, every fish Wormy. that you catch yeah. has got them little parasites in them, you know. So, is there too abundant parasite? Is that what it is? <laughs> well, Dave, it's like CWD for trout. <laughs> I know you was listening to the show on your way over, and you heard uh, some of the stuff that we were talking about, where the FWC's collected the data on the trout, and they feel like they need to reduce some of the. Uh, the catch limits to three per day, some two in some area of the state. And uh, what is your take? I mean, uh, you've been doing a lot of trout fishing this year, so do you see a reduction in fish? Do you catch your limit and then some, or what are you seeing? Well, like last last year and the first part of this year, to me, has been fantastic. I mean, I've, I caught, you know, I actually, I was, I think you mentioned it, I told you before, I had made a little rule in my boat. On one trip I made in February, I made a rule you couldn't keep anything over 20 and nothing under 18. So I made a two-inch slot. I said everything that we kept, you know, a couple of guys in the boat, so we kept 10 or if it was three, it was 15, and every one of them were 18 to 20. Nothing over 20. And we, I mean, and we were throwing back dozens of fish sure. over 22 inches, you know, and then I was throwing back everything under 18. I don't know. I I would. I, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't have a problem. I don't know how many twenty-five inch trout you've cleaned, but if you clean a twenty-five inch trout, and you, if it's a spawner, and and at the right time of year, I I guarantee you there's at least a half a pound of roe in that fish. And then when you clean it, you look at it and say, "Man, I hate to, I hate to clean that." And if I'm gonna clean and eat fish, eat trout. To me, the 18-inch, that 18-inch within an inch or two of that is perfect size. Yep, so 18 I mean, to 20. During, during that same time, what was the legal bag limit and what was the legal slot limit? Five and one over 20. Now, I'm, I'm fishing north of Pasco, Hernando, Pasco, Pinellas County line. I'm fishing north of Anclote, up at Chastawiska, and then on up towards Keaton Beach. And um, so... 
that's that's what it's been. And and I I was up there at Chaz and fished this past Wednesday, and it seemed like almost every fish that I hooked was a twenty inch fish. You know, so I only I, I actually only kept three fish Wednesday, and by choice, and they were all about eighteen or nineteen inches. But that was about I, the same size as the ones that we were pulling out of Tampa Bay uh, around there, too. I mean, and like I said, when I was a kid, fishing eight to 20 inches, it was a hog. Right, yeah. I, I mean, I can remember going way back and fishing around uh, Bishop's Harbor and fishing all those areas out there. And me and my brother-in-law, the same guy that I fish in Keaton Beach, now lives in Georgia, but fishing right there and the trout level 10 fish and 12-inch you know, what no what no upper limit, just had to be twelve inches. Yeah, at and least we were, twelve inches. We could catch we were catching a hundred trout that were ten and twelve inches. You know, so I don't I don't know if I don't know where they you know, I know that there's that the red tide probably had to reap havoc on a lot of it, but Glenn, everybody else here, when we were out there catching ten or twelve inch uh spotted sea trout what was the big battle cry then? Got to get rid of the gill netters. It's the gill netters. We got to get rid of all the nets because they're just wiping out the the grass flats and nothing's getting to get big. Nothing's getting big. And now once things are starting to get big and they're starting to actually grow, we, well, you I, can't I, keep them. You yeah, can't do anything I, I with them. I the same thing that you just said right there. I, I had a, a friend of mine, and I'm a C, uh, CCA member also, and I know that it, back then it was the FCA right. that really pushed that regulation to get rid of the the gill nets and everything, and the FCA, FCA really pushed that. So the, the the one boy that was fishing with me Wednesday was pushing that way back in the uh, whenever it was, 80s. Yep. And, uh, and we were talking the other day, man, and I told him, I said, have you seen the new proposal? And he said, no, what? I said, three trout. He said, do what? You know, and, I, and I, I'm surprised. I haven't, I don't know, and, I, and I'm, I try to stay up with CCA stuff, and I'm I don't see a whole lot. I don't think they've said a whole lot about it. So no, because know. Bill George, as he pointed out, the the guy, the driving force behind it, who are the number one uh, voices in the CCA? Mostly, it's the guides, and guys are out there making money that are out there trying to keep their clients yeah. where they don't, where they can't keep snook off the line every day. That's what yeah. you want to hear. So I, I mean, I think of guys like Kevin. Little yeah. Captain Kevin, so Captain Little. So I think about him, and I and I, I he I know he knew about that. So I sent him that same text I sent Glenn, and asked him had he been keeping up with it or whatever. He said yeah. And the thing is now, especially with people like him, that's Tampa Bay, that's affected by the red tide. Now he's pretty much stuck. I mean, unless he goes and catch and keeps snapper, he'll be to a point where. He if, won't even have, won't have because those tail. clients that he's that he's taking, they want to keep fish too. So the ones they generally keep, you know, is a mess of trout, and and it's not like. And I know Kevin personally, so I think with him, he's not gonna he's he's gonna tell the clients, I'm not you're not gonna go out there and catch a ton of trout and keep a ton of trout. He, I mean, he's he's I know he's willing to to for them to catch a mess of fish to eat and everything, and and he's good at doing that, but I, he understands, you know. Because it's a it's something that you gotta you gotta manage it and maintain it so you you don't just go out there and just annihilate them. But no, we were out there but, the first hole we went to. They're not hurting. No, 
No, they're that, not hurting. And that's I the thing is so. restrictions should be put in place to protect something if it's getting hurt. Yeah. Not to prevent the average Joe from going out there and feeding his yeah, family. Yeah, so here's a, here's a way to look at it, too. I could go to one spot, and I know you've, you've probably done the same thing, Braden. Go to one spot today. Just tackled about be all over the place. Yep. And see forty or fifty or sixty every time you pull one to the boat. You go back there and do a three day. They're not there. Like crazy in those same areas, you don't catch any. You say, man, where'd all the trout go? Some people would say, well, there's not any. You go to another spot, and trout don't just stay in one spot. They there's move. so many. That they, they eat move. every little bit, little thing in there, and they got to move on. Kind of like a hog. <laughs> yeah. But, but can, they also chase out of an area. If you got a pot of dolphins and stuff that's getting headed in that area and stuff I'll like that, that. They'll, them, them in the book, they're like, man, I ain't seen it in this neighborhood. I'm moving. Yeah, got to get out of here. I'm so. get, yeah, the, you know, the, I like watched that, that Wednesday. I watched, uh, I watched porpoises yesterday, dolphins, do that same exact thing right yep. there where I was I said, we can forget going over there because they done went in there and Yeah, they vacuumed. They hoovered the whole place, man. We're out here. And it it goes back to when somebody starts saying, well, I ain't seeing any fish. The fish are down, this, that, and the other. Should have been here yesterday. Up in Lake Panasofsky, they said, (laughs) man, the fish after Irma, the fish kill was tremendous. There's going to be no fish in the lake, this, that, and the other. And, of course, I go out there and look what I see. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fish beds everywhere with shell cracker and bluegill galore. So you're saying that our uh, panfish challenge is going to be extra strooper ordinary this year? It's going to be awesome. Okay. Are you sure? But a lot of people said there ain't no fish Because I'm relying on you as a biologist to give me the proper numbers so that we know what to go for this year. Right, Bill George? Big and a great time. We're our big and wild outdoors. Got to take a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, we'll be right back. Got to sign some autographs. Are we? Are you sure? We better we better check with Aaron and see if where everything's all right. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors out here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Just saw our old buddy Timmy from G Five Feeding Outdoors. Uh, I guess the G Five teams finally showed up out here. Are you you're shooting today, right? Uh, depends. I think I. What uh, is that? I saw Doug's here. Yeah, well, I'm Dave, you sure, shooting today? I was making sure you shoot. That's uh, three. I'm going to shoot if you ain't. And then Bill George, uh, I guess uh, he's still on the fence. Unless you're going to shoot. Gordon's going back home. He's going to go play with the babies all day today. He's, well, he's, Dave, I know before the break, uh, you did. Reason I brought you up, you had a good idea. You are a good suggestion, possibly. Maybe you ought to head up to Tallahassee for the next meeting in May, the first week of May. Uh, and put in your two cents worth. Uh, what you what can do you write think? it in. You can you can let them know what you think. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just think I I definitely don't have no. It's nice to catch those big trout. They're fun to catch. But as far as keeping, like me and you were talking earlier, Braden, the the ones if I'm eating trout, the ideal size is right around that 18 inch. 16 to 18 inches is That's, perfect. Because they they start getting thick yep. so you got some nice slabs of meat you know there and and so i would not have a problem not keeping any fish over 20 and then making the slot changing the slot a little bit or whatever but 
couldn't. I'd rather keep the smaller to, ones than the bigger ones. I've always maybe been make that it way. like the bass limit. You go, you you're allowed uh, five fish under sixteen, or one over sixteen, and uh, four under sixteen. So that's. But then I guess you can't. You, you'd be catching a lot of the juvenile trout, but maybe do what you're saying, 16, 18 inch. But the juvenile trout are not spawners, so I mean, you're really spawning. not even going to hurt the. You're not going to hurt the trout population by catching smaller trout. You hurt the po- trout population by keeping the big ones. Keeping the big ones. Even an 18 inch fish is going to have a, a a big nice row in it, but nothing like that. A 20, 20, 20 to 25 inch trout, yeah. and even the bigger ones, golly, they're, they're amazing. Well, the thing also is, as they pointed out, that when you get into that 16 to 20 inch area, they start getting some shoulders on them. They're right. a little thicker. You can actually get them. Anything below that, they're like teenagers. They're all skinny, and they're, right. they're really you'd have to keep. They're just trying to survive. You'd have to keep six of them <laughs> just to eat, you know get the same amount of meat that you would off of one or two that you would get off of one that's sixteen well, to twenty what the, inches. What the, so. Wonder what the penalty would be for keeping two additional fish over your three limit now that if it. it proposal goes through well i don't know in the state of florida you know i don't see them hammering them down like they used to when i was a younger man playing around out in the water and the woods you know the fear of wc was a realization that that we're walking home from sinachi just with undersized pigs out here they're taking our coolers they're taking our trucks they're taking our we're going to be i mean uh or calling our parents just call it uber yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that that threat, that a looming threat that they that used to be out there is is out there anymore. Well, so I, I really don't think our laws have that much to them. I would like to see some stiffer penalties out like there. Like they're out west. Yeah. You know, you shoot one elk out of season, next thing you know you're paying $25,000. Yeah, $1, but, but, but there's places where it's cheaper to break the rules exactly. and get caught than it is to go through – Legal. Was telling me that uh, he found a story this past week. It was up north somewhere. Yeah, it's in Michigan, and uh, these three anglers, uh, you're allowed five walleye, but these three anglers ended up keeping 80 fish, uh, 65 more over their limit. And what the penalty is, is going to and it, it's going to cost them ten dollars per pound for everything, the overall weight. And they said they had, uh, I, I don't know what the weight is, but it's ten dollars per pound. Uh, a penalty plus you lose your fishing license for three years. So is that wow. six hundred bucks? Maybe six so divided by three. So couple hundred uh, bucks know, each. Couple hundred bucks each. Yep. That's cheaper than stone crab claws at the same weight. <laughs> yeah. And if they hadn't That's got cheaper. caught, if they hadn't got caught, exactly in their freezer for the rest of the year. So. And, and, the, and the worst part was is not to throw out anything bad, but if they'd have one Native American with them, since they were walleye. Then uh, he could have claimed all of them. They'd have been uh, free and clear and safe. They yep. wouldn't have any fines. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It's all knowing how to play the system, man. You know, so I, I just uh, I don't I, I don't condone breaking the law or catching that many fish to start with when you already have a. There's a reason for five. It's just like our freshwater with the bass. There, you have a five bass limit. Uh, your panfish. You have a fifty panfish limit, which is. To some people, that's a lot of fish. To others, that's, man, 50. That ain't enough. That's for six people. But, but you got to remember, like guys like Dave are the same way that we did. A, a good fisherman on his own imposes his own rules in the boat. Here's what we're doing. We're not doing this. We're not doing When I was a kid fishing, same thing. Anything that we, dude, I'm telling you, it was like, oh, if you caught a trout over 20 inches, 
you were like, oh, we got to let this go. This is a baby maker. We don't even want this thing in the boat. Get it out of here. So we would impose our own rules on each other. And if we saw somebody hauling up a stringer, those old metal strings, throwing them up on the dock, we'd be going, dude, what are you doing? Why, yeah. why are you keeping all those? Are you because he could? It's the it was the law, I, and you know you're heckling the guy, man. You're I, harassing. I me. understand <laughs> that, but I mean, when you're imposing that on yourself, it's not that you're trying to do it to make yourself feel good. We did it so that we would have fish to go back out and catch the well, next day and baby makers. He's going to be catching a pile of fish all day of fishing because if you ever go with him. You better take you a steak dinner because you're going to be out on the when the sun's starting to set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, daylight to dark. But how many fish do you go home with? Your limit. The limit. Limit. So yeah. five fish. And they go straight in the cooler, you know. So that's, yeah, right. So five fish. So eight hours worth of fish, and he's, he imposes his own rules in his own boat. And not only does he only keep five, he keeps them within his own slot limit. I had to, I had to go in early Wednesday. I had. Two old timers with me Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, well, he took me and Doug with him one day, <laughs> and Doug ended up in the emergency room with sun poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Drink, yeah. drink more water, Doug. Drink more yeah. water, man. I think that the rule changes. I, I'm with Glenn. When they start messing around on the west coast of Florida and they're messing around with trout and other species out there, I would hope that more people will show up and at least voice their concerns. So Recreational that, fishermen, not necessarily, you know, the guides and all those people who have to do this for a living. Yeah, the guides that I, you know, that are at Chaz, they're they're old mullet guys. They got the old skiffs, and those are the guys that went when they when they banned the gill nets and everything. Right. Those guys went into either crabbing or guiding, you know. So they got the package deals up there at the little hotel. You go in there and you get a guide and. You get a room, they feed you and everything. And those guys, they they do pretty good. I mean, they stay pretty busy, especially like uh, Thursday through Sunday. Sure. Not as much Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, but you start seeing them pick up. And there'll be, there's about five or six that work out of that area, and they all basically are from that area. So I'm thinking about those guys. I know if you'll watch them, they basically fish the same areas I do or I fish the same areas they do. You, you kind of learn where the, where the trout are at. But at the same time, once they go in there, they'll catch them a mess of trout. Then they'll leave from there, and you'll see them tear out, and they disappear. All they're doing then are just going somewhere to pull on redfish. You know, and then that's they a don't mangrove snapper or something like something, that to keep the keep yep. the clients entertained. Yeah, and and they'll they'll they won't they don't hardly keep reds. They'll keep maybe a limit, but which is only one fish. But um, but for the most part, people are content to have a mess of trout. And then, you know, be and the experience to, to just go out there and do it. Yep. That's most of the, I think that's 90% of it. Yeah. It's, I know a lot of people go out fish all day and they, uh, they don't bring anything back. Yep. It's because they want to go out and experience it and have fun. And, and as I pointed out to my son on the way back in front of Captain Little, I said, I'm going to need you to back me up on this. And he goes, what's that? I go, B. Not all fishing trips are like today, where you're catching, you know, 50, 60 snook in them and putting them in the boat. So y'all have had your trip with we, Kevin? Oh, yeah, and it was, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. it, was, I, it was great. I can tell you right now, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't many any better than them. I well, I'm tell you telling that. you, the first stop we made, we yeah. were hauling in trout, I mean big trout yeah. uh, for the most part, and then when the tide, uh, tide shifted a little bit, we moved to another spot to go over and start handling snook. 
Yeah. And we had at least 50 of them come into the boat. And I had to explain to my son, not all fishing trips are like this. Right. Trust me. Right. There's going to be days where you're out here sweating your, you know what, off, mm. and you're not getting anything. Yeah. And uh, those are the ones where, you know, you forget and move on and then try to do it the next day or next week. Get back out and do it again. Yeah. All right, when we come back from break, we're going to talk with Dennis Pulowski. He's the man in charge. He finally stopped running around here like a crazy man. I'm not smelling any steaks, though. I thought I thought they had a grill going. What, what happened, Dennis? Wait. We ain't grilling here. We got Grandpa Johnson coming. Well, out hurry here. it up, man. I'm starving <laughs> to death. We're going to take a donut over there. Go put you some carbs in there. I don't need no here. donuts. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. It gets nutty. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Glenn, and, well, we had Bill George, and then uh, we're going to talk to him anyway. And uh, Dennis Pulowski's here, so uh, we've kind of jazzed up the place and gotten a little better. I would hope so. I would hope so. Now, uh, Dennis, of course, is the man who, the brainchild behind the uh, event that's happening today out at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. First off... There seems to be a lot of people out here. Absolutely. So what are you looking at for shooters right now? People that are going to show up, we have 155, and that's with uh, we have six teams that are not going to bring teams out, so that would have put us over 180 this year. Absolutely, and that's that's up about 20 shooters from last year. Well, and the good thing is is that these are all people who've uh, done this before, I think, for the most part. For the most part, yes. We have a loyal, loyal shooting community that comes out and supports this ministry. It's uh, it's it's just growing every year. We've been doing it for almost 10 years now. That's crazy. Yeah. And you started out with, what, four people? I think I four people it was closer up. to 60, 60 <laughs> shooters in uh, the first one, and then that, it just it has just kept growing. So the well, Lord's, Lord's blessed it. Well, I know that uh, you put on a great event out here, and – uh, believe it or not, I guess you're starting at 9 is when uh, the shotguns start? Yes, we'll starts. have a safety meeting right at 9, and then uh, right around 9.15, 9.20 is when we'll st- send everyone out, and uh, they'll start shooting it'll, them clays. It'll be a free-for-all. Just go. Shotgun well, start. Absolutely. I have to I have to know because uh, then it's going to be the Bill George and uh, Braden show, I think, unless he's shooting too. Who? Bill George. I have him down as a yeah, shooter. he's a shooter. Well, see, now if you guys are shooting, the show doesn't end until 10. Yeah, but we always uh, start late, and then the crowd gets out of the way. We kind of blow through it really fast. Oh, goes, okay. It goes that much yeah. faster. Yeah. It does. You know what? I will say that this event, I don't know why this one seems to move very quickly. And, I mean, it most does. people are usually out of here and done by what, 1, 2 o'clock? 12.31 at the latest. I know, unless you're going to go back for seconds when the food arrives. Uh, exactly. I mean, one o'clock and you're done. What a great way to start the morning. Absolutely, and you get home and still do your honeydew things. And uh, we got Grandpa Johnson's coming out to feed us today, and so we're uh, we got a lot of a uh, lot of support. Now, what do you got over there? I saw, uh, of course, Gordon honed right in that there was a KSG shotgun we over there. KSG giving away. shotgun. We got the uh, Keltec uh, Sub Two Thousand over there. Uh, we have a nine Smith, millimeter uh, or forty nine. Ooh, got the nine, and then uh, we have a nice. Uh, I think it's a Beretta Eight Three Hundred. That's a nice one. You could use that, Glenn. Nah, I nah. could use it, but uh, you don't want it. Uh, you win I it. Always want I tell you like what, that. you win it, and I will find a home for it. How's I bet that? you would. 
Yeah. I, I'm just saying. Or the sub. If you win I'm, the I'm sub, I'm uh, reverse on that gun. I'm just saying I don't want you. And next thing you know, it wants to come with me. Cause is that what rejection. it is? Rejection. It's wants a reverse uh, psychology. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's oh, rejected. It wants to come with me. Don't you dare make me win you. Don't you dare make <laughs> yeah. me win you. Absolutely. Me put my ticket in there. Gordon, you going to put some tickets in for the KSG? I know your wife's looking for a new pistol. <laughs> on the sub. What? I don't think it'll fold up, go right in her purse. It'll be awesome. <laughs> it's a really cool gun. It, it absolutely. is. Absolutely. I mean, you just throw it in. Like you said, it does fold up, and it's, you know, you can buy 9 millimeter ammo cheap and, and just go out and just be planking and just have a good time. I want, I wish they would hurry up and just get it over with and make one in a 10 millimeter because that would be the ultimate little hog gun to go out and run oh, around sure. the woods with. That'd be awesome. Well, I know you got a lot of the stuff out here, and you got uh, raffles going on throughout the day. Got food coming out. So if anybody just wanted to come out and support what it is that you do with Trinity Sportsman's Ministries, you could come out, donate Absolutely. a few bucks, buy some raffle tickets, Absolutely. get lunch ticket, go to town, be out of here by one one thirty, and uh, go finish your day. We can do that. We can we can make accommodations. Absolutely. Now, if somebody shows up by themselves, like two people show up, and they go, "We want to shoot." Absolutely, we can we can fit them in anywhere. We can put them on a team, sure add them can. on there, throw them Absolutely. somewhere. We'd love to have them. That'd be good things. So you know, if they want, if they're interested in what we're doing, you know, this this ministry, or this fundraiser goes towards Trinity Trinity Sportsman Ministries, and uh, we're on the web. Uh, we have an Instagram now. We're up and up and coming with that. Facebook, and you can see some of the pictures that we do, some of the hog hunts and the bow hunting clinics, and and. Um, some of the uh, the fishing uh, things we do, and and it, ultimately, it's not about those particular uh, items that or activities that do, but we also share the message of Jesus Christ with each and every one of them. So, uh, it, it is youth based, but we also uh, we teach adults. We have a archery clinic starting up this Thursday, actually, at Countryside Baptist Church, and uh, we take um, all ages of kids including adults that are kids. So now, you're doing that indoors, so yeah, you're not actually out Actually, we are, yeah. It's, well, it'll it's start off indoors. indoors, and then we'll have a couple, uh, couple of classes outside, uh, enjoy the outdoor weather. Swat a few mosquitoes if need be. They still have the 3D oh, yeah, range out there out back? Not at, No, we're not doing it at Durant. Oh, okay. No. Oh, that's right. I get those two confused because they're in the same area. But so outside. Pointing class. That is for uh, anyone. Uh, um, unless you, your son or daughter's been shooting archery for three years, and then we can make accommodations to to ha- have them come into the class. So very nice. Absolutely. Well, that starts this Thursday. This Thursday, so they can go to uh, Trinity Sportsman Ministry Facebook and scroll down. There should be a um, a. Uh, I guess a post, and uh, it'll give the details. You can contact Travis, and uh, he will put you on the list as far as uh, registering. And or you contact, uh, you can go to the website trinitysportsmanministry.com, and uh, that information's on there also. So. Very nice. I think Dave's looking to take that class. Oh, he's he's thinking right. about taking yeah. up our. You gonna start doing yeah. bow fishing I out need there? To learn how to learn how to shoot a bow. You do, you need to take a bow fishing I up where that. you are because with all those big old mullet hanging I out there in the chairs, oh, I, my gosh. I just talked to Boom. the guy up there, uh, Gene, yesterday. I said he's got a little small 14-foot boat, and I built him a, a gig and rail around the front. 
I said, you need to maneuver me around because I was up there the other day, and the and their Nile perch are like three or to five pounds. Oh, my goodness. And I said, man, you need to ease me around so I can annihilate some of these things with my bow. Darn mm-hmm. right. So that's Get what them I, out I, of I there. took my Absolutely. old Matthews, and that's what I bow fished with. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tune it down to about 35 yeah. pounds. That'd yeah. be all she wrote. And the water up there is so clear. Yeah. Oh, man. And those yeah. freshwater mullet, if you can get whack a few of those, I swear they taste totally different than they do when they're in salt water. They do oh, taste different. But I, I'll be honest with you, I think they taste better than ones that are on the outside. When I go to the outside. the salt? Yeah. Yeah, I like the I salt do, too, because I think they have a it's, little it's more a, fat on them. It's and a different texture meat, yeah. too. It, it, it is. definitely is different. We well, you know different. what? When you start shooting them with a boat, we'll have a little taste test competition. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm yeah. all good with that. Yeah. I shoot a few every night. Salt or fresh. Just let me know. Salt or fresh. Salt or <laughs> I don't know. I got enough salt on this one. It's yeah. pretty salty. Well, Dennis, we appreciate you having us out here again Thanks this for coming year, out. man. And uh, I know you're going to have to get back over and get things getting ready to get underway and get everybody kind of herded up. It's Situated, like herding cats yep. sometimes. Absolutely. But it's a good a good kind of hurting well now so if we remember it starts literally at nine o'clock nine fifteen. guys will be on the shooting but if you want to stop by for lunch i guess gp johnson's will be out here around uh 11 11 30 11 30 so you can swing by drop buy a couple of tickets or drop some money in the bucket make a donation and uh, get a free lunch get out of here absolutely it's all good all right now get out of here somebody's on the pa system thanks guys just I get don't... my tickets ready for the tactic all right <laughs> he starts singing Rihanna, man. We're gonna turn everything down. It is, uh, it is real busy out here, getting a little loud. It is. So. It's getting crazy. That's what I'm saying right now. It's gonna be herding kitten times. Where's everybody? Who's in the bathroom? I say, look at everybody jumping out of the bathroom, getting ready to get go. Well, I say this. Uh, we talked a few minutes ago about the uh, Lake Panasofsky with the panfish tournament that's coming up in June the 15th. You fishing in that day? I'll be in Canada. Canada. Be fishing yeah. in Canada. Fishing what in Canada? Well, There's actually, nothing in Canada worth fishing. The, this is not the fishing trip. This is our vacation. We're actually going up to the Rockies, do a little hiking and Canadian Rockies. And, yeah, Canadian Rockies. But funny? now next next June, are you taking back all the beaver nickels that the Canadians leave down <laughs> I here? Don't know. <laughs> Better that way you can spend them. <laughs> now next June, we're booking it in August of this year. My brother-in-law, the boy that I fished with in Keaton Beach, and then my cousin down here, Rick Buckner, which works at Bartow Ford. He, he is, me and him's flying together up, and there's 12 of us doing a fly-in into the backcountry of Ontario. They're going to drop us off on Jones Lake. Right. And there's Jones Lake, High Rock Lake, and there's about, I don't know, so we're, we're doing that next year. I'm, I'm telling looking you. forward to that, son. That'll be awesome. You're, you're booking in August or you're going in you August? you got to book it in August of this year. For, for next first, year. First week of June next year. All right. It's a year yeah. out. You know well, what? you can go ahead and book your panfish tournament uh, opportunities now. You can go you hurry. and call Panavista Vista Lodge and make reservations. $25 per boat. Uh, kayak, it's $25. Or a pontoon boat, $25. Or if George's brother shows up, it's $25 for the 30-foot yacht. Uh, Tackle has uh, generously donated uh, enough rods to accommodate the first 100, 100 uh, anglers that's under 18 years of age. So uh, we're looking forward to that again. So check that's them out. June. June the 15th. Panavista Lodge. Go to there. Give them a call. Make reservations. Get it locked in because it's going to be a great time. We're being a wild outdoors. Taking a quick break out here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. And we'll be right back.
And welcome back, Digging Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn eating the, looks like a strawberry donut. I don't know. <coughs> oh, let me taste it and I'll tell you. <laughs> you going to have some? No, I don't need any. I had uh, I had glazed. I think it's cherry. Well, whatever it is. Yeah, it, I think it's cherry. It's awesome. Strawberry sounded better, dude. That's a hole-in-one donut. It's all good, then. <laughs> Are they hole-in-ones? I, I yeah. didn't even look. Yeah, I'm, they're hole-in-ones. Oh, okay. Bill, I know you was asking Dave across the table there during the break if he was ready for the new uh, new opportunity for the Gator permits. That'll be it. the application period starts what May fifteenth, seventeenth, May seventeenth. You're already Jones and man. What's the deal? Two weeks out. Two weeks out, and uh, we can start putting in our applications. And what's the changes for the uh, Gator hunts this year? Well, uh, you know, one of the things you're going to see change this year. Is uh, and it's not updated in the quota numbers that are online yet, but we are going to have some increased opportunity in Tenerock. Um So you should see those numbers. I've been fighting. Um, I don't want to say fight, but I've been working hard to uh, increase the opportunities in Tenerock. That's one of those places that are loaded with alligators, and we have two people who can hunt in there. That's yeah, it's it. only showing like two two permits that number is going to go up so if you're listening to the show you know that otherwise you don't know that really um, so what's super the secret big and wild information I, I i don't have the numbers yet they're still doing surveys Ten? they're still actively doing surveys it really doesn't fit the model of of some of the other lakes because of the way the way it's situated so they're having to work to to get those numbers you know, and fit them into their their calculation, but they are working on it actively. How would they do that? Would they uh, sign uh, like uh, Dave's tags to Lake Number Five or uh, whatever, or would in, you have an area? In the past, you've heard, had uh, two lakes that you could hunt on the Tenerock tag, and they didn't force you to go into one of those lakes. I would say that you're still going to just have a Tenerock tag, and you're just going to have. More lakes available to you. Oh, okay. So you'd have more opportunities. Your <laughs> You're going to have a lot more opportunity to go in there. Um, that would be a coveted tag to get then, I would think. Yeah. Because now, I mean, if Lake 5 doesn't have any 13-footers in it, you go over to Lake 2 and you're allowed to go over there, you could clean house, man. Yeah. And um, I, there's some local people who work there who who may not agree with the uh, people who have been trying to keep it from being accessible to you, um, and they may tell you where some of those big alligators are just to help you out. Yeah, sure. Um, but if you get a Tenerock tag, let me know. I'd be more than happy to go in there and help <laughs> help you take a look at it. On for a number of years Pinellas is, County, you're going to get like 50 in Pinellas County? I haven't been pushing the well, numbers a lot, real hard, a whole lot. Appreciate um, it. But after after this year, um, my word is what's what I've been told is, and and they aren't talking about it a whole lot. Is we used to be excluded from hunting within city limits and municipalities. Yep. And they are going to drop that restriction off of our permits. That that's make for you this happy. upcoming year. That's for this coming year. And that is something that doesn't have to go to the commission, and so I'm not going to be up there talking about it because I don't want to get do something that, that gets it hurt. Um, Are you saying county parks, not state Parks. No, you cannot hunt within so many feet of a state park. Right. That, that they are not well, how going can to. They can exclude 400 feet of the mean that out. 
How can, why they can, they, they can permit you for anything you want. And the way they see it is the state parks have leased that property, and so they're not going to allow you to go in there and hunt, in their minds, hunt. Okay, they leased the property. Who did they lease it from? DEP. And then they uh, also, well, your local municipalities, they lease the, some of these uh, properties with the pits from your uh, management water management district. So what's the difference? There's a difference. Hey, listen, there's Why only so much I can chew any given year. And That's I, true. We can't, like, you know, can't pile everything on poor Bill. Listen, I, got, I, I have big strides. We've got all-day turkey hunting. We're excluding the getting rid of the exclusion on municipalities, you know, increasing the number of tags in some places that haven't been properly allocated. And I'm working to get allocations removed from certain lakes. Um you know, one of those honey holes that I shared with you. Um, Lake Magory? Well, I, w- I would, no. In <laughs> in Polk County, I, I had shared a place that I hunt with, with Glenn. It's a gray area. It's no gray. It's a gray area to get to the spot, but other than that. You can cross anything, but I'm working to get that lake so that it's no longer a, a two-person lake. There's lakes like Lake Walk in the Water. That, that lake has an abundance of alligators, Lake Walking Water, and there's nuisance alligators taken constantly out of there, and yet we only allow four alligators to be legally removed from there under that state alligator program. That doesn't program. make very much That sense. doesn't make any sense. No. Just, just remove lakes like that that you're only allowing two permits for and, and put them back into the general county because you're not managing the population in those. Now, when you say put them back into general accounting, what does that mean? Countywide permit. In other words, take it okay. and take it so it's not a designated lake anymore and put it into the county so that you could just go. If, if you had a Polk County tag and you wanted to go to Walking Water, go, go to Walking Water. Yeah, go use it there. So they're, they're, to limit it to four, the one day out there. I mean, I can't tell you how many alligators I saw. It was a horrible night for alligator hunting, and I only made it like not even a quarter of the way around the lake before we killed the alligators because there were so many. Wow. It, it just, it was crazy. So this year, Gordon, when you go to put in for your tags, remember, Tenor Rock, <laughs> walking water, <laughs> yeah. or a county no, tag. Yeah. Or, you know, we, but I'm just saying. It, an exclusivity here, my it, friend. It, uh, I can help you out off the air. <laughs> so here, here's here's something I've been thinking about for the last couple of years. Say you had a Polk County tag, and that Polk County tag was for the say the fourth week. Yes. And then, of course, then you got it till November the first. With those county tags, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't they make a, a rule in there that says if you were hunting private property and not public access property? That you could use that county tag the whole time, the whole time on private property. They've that never thought about sense. it that way. You see what I'm saying? It makes yeah, well, yeah it would make sense that yeah, way. because you're, you're not restricting anybody to a lake, you know, to one yeah. particular So then, area. so somebody called you and said, "I know there's a gator here on so and so ranch or whatever on a lake at a ranch," and so I said, "Well, well I can't come until." Such yeah. and such day. So here's what well, happened. He's going to be shot before that. <laughs> exactly. So that's exactly what's happened in a couple of cases where we missed out on getting a couple of nice 10s or 11s because they called the state and they sent a nuisance trapper out there and they got rid of the gators. At the beginning of the season, when you, if, 
and and nobody sure. else was going to get it. But if you had that county tag, and if you could use it on private property on any, you know, private body of water, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to do that. Sure, and and that's something that I'm sure could be approached to the state to do. It'd be it, easy to do. It's not like it's a, something that would be difficult. You know, you'd have to because you have to designate where you get the gator. You, know, you don't have to designate. No, I know you don't have to. But, you know what I'm saying? But, but matter, fact, you, matter of fact, I stopped putting it. And, yeah. and somebody asked me what to fill out on the paperwork. In time. They were filling out online. I said, what lake did we get it? I said, put down NYOB. They're like, NYOB. What is that? NYOB. I turned around. I, I, I started putting out there where I was killing some of these twelve foot alligators, and it's like all of a sudden, it's like you can't even get in the boat. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and those are all people that have county tests that are out there competing for that. Or yes, yes. When I, you turn around, you when you go to the county, one of the places is to put in the name of the lake that you were hunting. Right, and. um yeah, I, I, I don't do that anymore. It is not a required field. Well, I love how you always test in the market. It's the waters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's better to be the guy. We'll learn, right? Yeah. Any other yes. changes at all that uh, we should be aware of? I mean, they're not raising the limit or uh, anything like that. It's just piddly stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I've think you're going to see some last year they increased the number of permits midstream they're going to try and have all the permits they're going to do for this year loaded up front so that we're not going to have that anomaly the draw is going to happen just the way it's been happening so pretty stable very nice well when we come back third hour is going to be started we are the big and wild outdoors broadcasting live out here at fishhawk sporting Kilanza. We're out here with Trinity Sportsman's Ministries trying to raise some money for all the good stuff that they do. You can come out and have lunch with us if you want to. We're going to come up. We'll be back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5, who's out here shooting today, and Brandon Ford.